Welcome to the final Sports Beat KC of 2020. It's Thursday, December 31st, and I'm Blair Kirkham. The Chiefs take on the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday, a 325 kickoff, and it looks like plenty of non-starters will be taking the field for the Chiefs. Andy Reid said Chad Henney will be the quarterback, and don't be surprised to see bigger roles for several other non-starters. Star beat writers Herbie Teope and Sam McDowell joined columnists Vahe Gregorian and Sam Mellinger in breaking down how things might play out on Sunday and the history of games like this involving the Chiefs and Andy Reid. So let's get rolling with a show that started Thursday morning as a Sports Beat Live. Good morning from a frosty Kansas City and welcome to Sports Beat Live, the weekly Chiefs show presented by the Kansas City Star, where we talk Chiefs with the people who know them best. Um, uh, those are the columnists and beat reporters for the Kansas City Star and you, the audience. So we want your questions and comments, and we'll talk. We'll spend the next half hour or so talking Chiefs. Let's, uh, let's introduce the gang. They really need no introduction. But since it's the last show of 2020, let's go ahead and introduce them anyway. Sam McDowell is here. Hello, Sam. What's going on, Blair? Good to see you. Sam Mellinger. In the basement again. What's up, Sam? Honor and a privilege. Actually, the second floor. Second floor. Okay. Very good. I'll write that down. Sam's on the second floor. Vahe. How are you, Vahe Gregorian? Hi, Blair. I just want to take a moment to tip my cap to Sam Mellinger for waiting till the last day of the year to have the lead of the year on a column. And I quote, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think it's something we can all relate to. Not with you, I mean. I mean ourselves. <laughs> Just well, trying I think, to be honest. <laughs> I think that, that could be the theme of this show. Um, and Herbie Teope is here. What's up, Herbie? <laughs> you never sounded better, Herbie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a good one, Herb. <laughs> Could there be a better way to finish off this 2020 show? <laughs> okay, Beth, is it is it you or, or is it Herbie that we can't hear? Because we uh... see ya. Say <laughs> <laughs> what? It's... This is a survival episode. <laughs> Every five minutes, somebody's going to get booted. <laughs> right. You, you better bring the take strong here today. Right. Um... Well, I need Herbie back because we start the show with with him usually breaking down injuries and personnel. Herbie, are you there? <laughs> no, still can't hear you. All right, we'll get we'll get Beth and uh, and Herbie work that out. Um, meanwhile, I'll go down the injury report. How about that? Because um, uh, it was it was rather extensive. And Herbie, if you can hear us, just. Uh, um, you start yammering, and I'll uh, I'll make sure we uh, uh, will acknowledge you. Um, so uh, on the injury list, uh, Tyreek Hill out, uh, did not work out yesterday with a hamstring. Sammy Watkins had a calf uh, injury. Le'Veon Bell with a knee. Mike Remmers a back. But um, uh, you know, it's just one of those we'd usually talk about how that would affect the uh, you know playing time and snap counts. For the upcoming game, Sunday, 3.30 against the, the Los Angeles Chargers. In this case, however, um, I don't know how much a, you know, a, a Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins injury is going to affect their, their snap count, especially Tyreek Hill. Because as we learned yesterday uh, from the Andy Reid press conference and the Chad Henney press conference, I might add, 
that there will be some 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 new faces in the starting lineup for uh, for the Chiefs on Sunday, starting with Henny at quarterback, making his first start since 2014. He's appeared in a couple of games this season with, um, you know, I think uh, the, the, the finished up the Broncos game where he scored a touchdown and had a um, and got some playing time against the Jets. And Beth tells me Herbie is back. Herbie, Herbie, you there? Mic check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> there you go. Good to hear you. Always good to see you. This time, great to hear you, Herbie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're just we're just getting ready to start talking about um, uh, the new uh, uh, the new lineup for the Chiefs. I wanted to ask you guys. We know Chad Henney's going to start a quarterback. Sam McDowell wrote about that this morning. Who else can we expect not to play um, on Sunday? And I guess the maybe the better way to frame the question is who needs the rest? Who could use a day off, and then the following week, the extended rest period. Sam McDowell, since you wrote about Henny, let's let's start there. Who else might not play on on Sunday? I think everyone on that injury report. It doesn't make sense to rush anybody back. So Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey's not on the injury report, but we saw him with a little uh, um, knee injury last week. I think he sits. Um, I think probably both running backs sit. I, I think Le'Veon, we know Clyde Edwards layers out, but I think uh, Le'Veon Bell probably sits as well. And then I think you give some of the the guys that have just just had a lot of mileage, as Andy Reid put it, um, I, I like Tyron Matthew. I'd be surprised to see him out there. I think maybe Charvarius Ward gets the day off. I'd be interested to see if Anthony Hitchens plays just because he missed last week. Maybe you don't want him to be off for basically a month. Um, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, I think those are guys that could get days off. I think anybody basically that – are, are those high-profile name guys that we talk about on this show all the time? I think all those guys are going to be sitting. There's no, there's no reason just, just, to, just to go halfway on this. If you're going to rest guys, then rest guys, and they're, they're going to, I think they're going to rest them all. What do you think, Kirby? Eric Fisher? Yeah, I tend to agree with that. And you go back to 2013, Andy Reid's first season here. If you remember that year, uh, they clinched the playoff berth. They couldn't improve their position, and that was the Chase Daniel game. Uh, Alex Smith didn't, was, was inactive. Jamal Charles, inactive. Dwayne Bowe, inactive. Players who were dressed and didn't play. Eric Berry, Justin Houston, among so many others. Uh, 2015, obviously, they still had something to gain, so they, they went all out with their starters. 2017, Patrick Mahomes game. And there's no need to play these guys. And here's the key thing where a lot of people also have to remember. You can't have wholesale changes on the practice squad and bring them to the active roster because what are you going to do with all these guys who aren't hurt. You can't place them on injured reserve. So, you know, but you can rest them. You can rotate guys. I tend to agree with, with uh, McDowell's list there. Those six players who are on the injury, the injury report yesterday, they probably aren't playing this week and there's no need to put them out there. Blair, the only thing I'd add is just, uh, you know, when Andy, Sam referred to that term Andy used the other day about mileage on them and he was using it, I think specifically with Tyree kill and Sammy Watkins, but, I, with Tyree Kill, I still want somebody to get whatever you call it, a pedometer on something and see how much he runs on any given Sunday. Because I don't know if he's still doing that 30 yards, you know, after the play, running down the sideline stuff. But but I, I would submit that nobody runs more in the course of a game than Tyree Kill. And, of course, with that hammy and all that other stuff, naturally, it, he's he's got to be uh, he's got to be held back. Um so it, 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 all this that you're asking, too, though, leads to the question of just how disjointed 
this may or may not be on Sunday. I know we'll get to that, but it, it it's very intriguing to think about just how it's going to look. It's going to look like a, a preseason game. I mean, if, if any of these key guys play, because, again, you can't rest everyone, but you're, you can rotate them in. And if anything, the first, second, third offensive series, defensive series, then you start seeing wholesale changes. We've seen this before. This happens virtually every year in the National Football League. Uh, and I think, like, um, when a team clinches – and I'm going to use this line here. In the NFL, there are trope stories you can rely on. In the offseason, it's so-and-so has changed his diet. In, in the national, As the season progresses, fantasy football people know this as well because once you hit December and you're planning for the playoffs, you're like, what team can potentially rest starters? And, and this is where we are right now with the Chiefs in a meaningless game. Uh, so if you want to keep some guys – you know, at least give them some reps. This is the game to do it. And then you pull them back because you can't rest everyone. Mel, you mentioned uh, Eric Fisher too, to the list. I, I think he's an important one to, uh, to, to give some time off with his, uh, with, with his health issues this year. He's their best lineman now um, with, you know, Mitchell Schwartz isn't going to come back probably. And Eric Fisher's their best lineman. And we saw what he looked like in that saints game um, when he's, you know, hobbling around with a bad back. So, um, you know, and, and that's a guy with mileage, right? Um, he's a veteran. This is what his seventh, eighth year or whatever, you know, like he doesn't need the reps, you know what I mean? Like he knows what he's doing. Um, so I'd absolutely want him as, as healthy as possible for sure. I mean, that, that cause that line, man, that, that is um, the last two or three weeks, uh, they've been getting beat a lot. And, and again, without Schwartz coming back, their best pass protector, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to figure some things out and whatever solution that they have for that in the playoffs, um, you know, is going to depend. It's going to have an outsized dependence on, on Eric Fisher being his best self. I, I think some of Mahomes, you know, issues if uh, over the last few weeks, month or so can be traced to this offensive line play um, yeah. of recent, uh, recent weeks. Blair, I'll take over your hosting duties here. Um, if they don't play Eric Fisher, because I don't see Mike Rimmers playing, and maybe this is a question that is best for Herbie, who who plays tackle? I think that's one of the key questions on Sunday is because you've got Yassir Durant, but do you really want to shift Andrew Wiley out wide and have a, one of your regular starters play a position that he's only played once all year? I, I'm not sure who plays tackle this weekend. Well, you could probably – that's a key question. Is Martinez Rankin going to be active? Remember, he was inactive yeah. last week. The key thing here is – with the new COVID rules, normally you have 48 players active on game day, okay? But you can have up to eight offensive linemen to have 55 as opposed to a 53 active roster. So this is where you see the fluctuation in who's inactive. Sometimes you see on any game week five, sometimes you see seven. But you can have up to eight offensive linemen active for game day. So if, if Remmers is inactive, you know, you have guys that you can pull over from the practice squad. Newski can't do it anymore because he's been active twice, or excuse me, he's been elevated twice. So the next time you you activate him, you got to sign him to the active roster. They, they've got some pieces there you can move around. Wiley, Rankin, uh, you know, Kilgore can come in there and, and play center. Maybe you shift uh, Austin Ryder out to guard. But they're going to have some issues here, and this is where – load management really is going to come into play as to who gets rested after a certain amount of series or who's going to play the whole game. 
And anything else, Sam? Uh, while, we're, while we're rolling, <laughs> no, you can go. Go ahead, do your thank thing. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it, it it does lead into it leaded it leads into who who does play. We we've talked about who won't play, who might sit, who who does play. Besides Chad Henney, besides some issues on the offensive line, who steps up at? Let's just say, let's take a couple positions. We mentioned running back. You don't think um, uh, Le'Veon Bell or Daryl Williams, Herbie? Uh, is going to play? Is that does that give all the carries to to Darwin Thompson? No, I think Darren. I think Daryl Williams will play. If, if the two running backs, if Clyde Edwards-Helaire and, and Bell sit, then you got to have those two play. Okay, so uh, so let's just Le'Veon Bell doesn't play, uh, Ceh doesn't play, but we'll see Daryl Williams and and Darwin Thompson, or maybe Elijah McGuire pulled up from the practice squad. Okay, how about wide receiver? Um, no Hill, no Watkins. Who uh, who gets the um, who gets the the bulk of, bulk of the targets? If I'm Demarcus Robinson, I'm clamoring. Please let me get in there because uh, he's in a contract year. <laughs> if you want to leave a lasting impression on the final preseason game, Demarcus Robinson. Don't forget he was open. Patrick Mahomes threw it. He caught the touchdown. I How about Byron Pringle getting some snaps, Herbie? Pringle too. He's he's a prime candidate. All right. So who's uh, so Robinson maybe leads the team in targets on on Sunday. That's, that's what I think. Um, and listen, Robinson also. I think the the longest completion of Mahomes' career was an eighty nine yarder to Robinson in a Week seventeen game, his first year against Oakland. I think I, if I'm if I'm remembering that right. Um, so. Uh, so, so they don't seem to have other options. Like at linebacker, you've got to play – probably going to have to play Willie Gay again. I don't know about Ben Neiman. Um, uh, be surprised ben, to see him. Yeah, yeah, he, he was on the injured uh, injury list today. And uh, at cor- cornerback, is this where we see uh, maybe Bo Peet Keys a little bit this week or maybe Armani Watts in the secondary? Yeah, or maybe, maybe – I'm curious if we see DeAndre Baker at all. Now, they've already elevated him twice, right, Herbie? So um, I, th- I think you'd have a, a – there's a little bit of a trick there, but um, I, I'd love to see DeAndre Baker on, on Sunday. He's one of the prime defensive guys that I, I'd really like to see. I, I think Baker on defense and, and Darwin Thompson on offense because I think Darwin Thompson's in a situation where he's got to prove something, if not for this year, then for next year. Ron Lockler asks, "What about uh, McCole Hardman? I, I think he's a prime candidate to to get some targets this uh, Sunday as well." Um, all right, what what about what about the history of uh, Herbie mentioned the 2013 game for the Chiefs? There was also the 2017 game where they're in the similar situation. Andy Reid tends to do this. His history, uh, you know, there was there were four opportunities for him to sit starters and you know when he was with the Eagles. And uh, where he locked into the seed before the playoff. This is the third opportunity in Kansas City. And um, what, what's the history of Andy Reid coach teams with uh, after sitting starters? How did it impact their, um, you know, their, their 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 playoff momentum, if you will? The you know just the way the um, you know the team was playing. Was there any? Uh, I, I think we can agree that the Chiefs are coming off one of their worst games of the season. Listen, when you're 14 and one, sometimes victories count as worst games of seasons. And uh, the, the, the you know three point escape of, of the Atlanta Falcons is is this coming at, at a good time? I mean, is this uh, you know, sitting sitting starters 
having an additional week of rest. So maybe Mahomes not playing for, you know, two games, two weeks, three weeks in, in actual time. Um, same with Ty- Tyreek Hill, same with Kelsey, perhaps some defensive players. What's the history of Andy Reid in, in these on these occasions? It, who's doing that story this week, by the way? Well, hey, Blair, I'll, I'll speak to it real quick from something just that I wrote the other day, and, and somebody else may have gone or be going more in-depth. Um, but the one thing that in the sort of positive vein, if you want to call it that, that stands out is in 2004 when he was with the Eagles, uh, they they were 13-1. and one. They lost to the St. Louis Rams in uh, to fall to 13-2, and two, and then they still decided to bench – bench uh, their starters in the last game with a bye. So they they lost that. They got drilled by the Bengals in the finale, 38 to 10. And uh, now they have the bye. And ho-hum, they, they, they beat, I think it was, uh, gosh, I, I think it was Minnesota in the, in the next game and then Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. So that certainly suggests that, you know, you can shake off some rust you can uh, even be on a little bit of a downbound trajectory, if, if you want to call it that, after the last game. I mean, they actually lost that uh, 15th game to the Rams that year, uh, as opposed to, you know, getting by the Falcons this year. So it, there's that. I mean, they but they have, we should note, they have lost both the games uh, after sitting starters here. But each of those was a little different because it was, uh, there was no bye. Correct. We're not talking about an additional week. Right. Yeah, I, I think the situation is a lot different because they have a buy, and so I think it's hard to compare this to 2017 because now, like you mentioned, Blair, I mean, you could be going 20 or 21 days without a football game. So I actually looked up just the history of um, other teams and what they've done in this situation, and, and all not not quite done making sure I've caught everybody, but I found six teams that have been in the last 10 years that have been in this situation. Number one seed, all completely locked up. And four of those just completely arrested their starters. Uh, one of them, Bill Belichick, and I think this was 11-12 Patriots, 2010-11 uh, Patriots. Um, he played Tom Brady through the first half and then set him out the second half. And then Mike Smith for Atlanta one year in 11-12 play or 12-13 played his entire starters and two of them got hurt. John Abraham and, and Dunta Robinson both got injured in that game. What's interesting is there's one commonality between all six of these and none of them went to the Super Bowl. So all four teams that rested their starters completely, only one of those even won their next game. Three of them lost in the divisional round after having, you know, basically in real time, a three week layoff, two actual football games off, but three, three weeks between games. So the history is really not great for these situations, for these teams. And of course, how much does that actually factor in? I mean, I guess that's up for the viewer to decide, but um, I don't know whether there's something to it or not. You know, the Ravens obviously are the most recent example last year. They rested six pro bowlers in the finale and got trounced by by the Titans in the first game. Look terrible. Thing, yeah, I I wonder if we make too much of this in the moment. And and I'm not blaming any of us. We need content, right? But like uh, you can rest guys and lay an egg. And there's also a lot of teams that have played guys and and had a terrible first playoff game. Um, I, I think what matters more than and this is just I'm filling in some blanks here, but I do think that Andy sure. Reid referenced the other day, yesterday. Um, in in his availability is that he trusts these guys to use the time wisely. And and I think that what we're getting at 
is whether their sharpness in you know two and a half weeks in their first playoff game, I think it's going to depend a lot more on how they use these two and a half weeks than it is whether they play on Sunday against the Chargers or not. Does that make sense? Like, I, I think that you, you can either lose or retain some of that sharpness while losing or retaining um, sort of your physical regeneration, you know, getting fresh for the playoffs. A lot, I, I think what happens in practice and between the Sundays is more important in, in that way than, than whether these guys play on Sunday against the Chargers. Yeah, the in, in a game that doesn't mean anything to the Chargers either, right? Like unless, you know, play for pride and Anthony Nolan's job, some of that stuff. But, um, you know, it's not like they have a playoff spot on the line either. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important please visit kansascity.com slash sportsbeatkc offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. The thing I keep coming back to, and it's maybe kind of a funny way to put it, but I feel like Andy Reid, you know, has a sense of how the engine is purring or not purring or what, what, it, what it needs to. He's the guy at, at, at the controls and, and can feel feel it, you know, feel the pulse of it all in a way that, that I can't. And I think that that in the end is the most important thing. It's knowing your team, having a feel for what you have. Now the trick here is you could theoretically make a right decision and just lose a game, or you could theoretically make a wrong decision and still win. Um, but I do keep kind of getting back to the need for feel, the need for feel of what, what your team requires, what it has. And, the, the truth is we're, the result is going to be what tells us whether they got it right. Well, and I, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to reading the you know, stories about the history of, of teams in this situation. And, um, but something is different to 2020, and that, that's COVID. And uh, you know, teams have had to go through circumstances and conditions this year that no teams in the history of you know, football you know, or since, since the first pandemic. Um, have had to, have had to deal with, and um, I, I don't know. I just think this this is a good sort of mental. This will be a good mental rest time for for certain Chiefs, and um, and, and uh, in addition to to getting healed up. And Vahe, that's a good point. It, it may it may or may not make it. Who knows? I mean, it's uh, but anything short of playoff success for the Chiefs is going to be deemed a crushing disappointment for for this team. Right. And, 
I'm already looking ahead at the AFC playoff picture to see who the Chiefs want to avoid in their in their first game. And um, uh, we can get into that in just a second. But before we do, I just wanted to um, – uh, John Gordon reminds us that, you know, the Chiefs had the, had the bye last year, not the – not a double buy, but um, uh, they, they played their starters in week 17, then had the week off, and they were down 24 nothing to the Texans in you know, right out of the, right out of the gate. So, and the Texans had beaten I think the Bills the previous weeks. They'd played the previous week, so um, there, there is that history. I, so the Chiefs in 2013, Chase Daniels got the start, and the 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 leading. Um, the leading rusher that game was Niall Davis. The leading receiver for the Chiefs that day was Dexter McCluster. I love the 2017 example on Patrick Mahomes' first start as, as a pro. His first snaps. He hadn't taken a snap until week 17, and he started the game. Um, anybody want to take a guess or anybody remember who his first completion, Patrick Mahomes' first NFL completion went to? Demetrius Harris. Score. <laughs> It was on third and 10 on the first series. It was about a 25 to 30 yard gain. And Harris went down, didn't get, wasn't touched, got up and ran for 20 more yards. It ended up being a 51 yard completion by far to this day, the longest completion in Demetrius Harris's career. So it was a throw that no Chiefs quarterback had ever made in the history of the franchise. It was a bullet right down the seam through a window. Yeah, an two inch guys. bigger than a football. Like, it was unbelievable. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so the Chiefs' leading receiver that day was uh, Albert Wilson. Uh, Ten receptions for 147 yards. Albert Wilson's never had a bigger day in the NFL than that day. And this is the the stat I think I love more than any. The leading rusher for the Chiefs on that day was Anthony Sherman, who had 12, <laughs> 12 attempts for 40 yards. The second most productive game of Anthony Sherman's career, he went two two carries for seven yards. So, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so we might see some, that's a little bit of a template for this week, Blair. You think? <laughs> Look, How many carries will Sherm get? I think so. I actually think so. Why not use Sherman in a way that you haven't used him all year? And um, he, he might end up between special teams and offense, end up with more snaps than anybody on the field on on Sunday. Um, all right, so th this um, the decision uh, to, to rest the starter brings probably, unless there's some emergency, well, we'll see if Mahomes is activated or not, but let's just call his season over, finishes with uh, 40, I think it's 40, is it 47, 40 uh, yards passing, 38 touchdowns, and uh, six interceptions, passer rating, I think at 108.3, somewhere around there. It's in between his you know, 19 and, and 18 seasons, same with the the, uh, the touchdowns and the yards passing, um, you know, not as productive as uh, as 2018, more productive than 2019 when he missed two and three quarters games because of an injury. Second, probably, that's probably, certainly the second greatest statistical season by a quarterback in Chiefs history. And now he's losing all kinds of momentum for for MVP to Aaron Rodgers. So how do we how do we uh, sum up the Patrick Mahomes regular season? Um, Sam Mellinger, I'll, st I'll start with you on this. What's uh, um, as you know? What do you what, what can you say? What how can you encapsulate what what Patrick Mahomes did in in twenty twenty? 
Uh, I think he's been terrific. Um, I think he's been <laughs> Mahomes terrific, right? Like it's nothing that we haven't come to expect, honestly. Uh, he has had – what's interesting about this season is I think the last month or so um, he's had some of his worst games. And now like some of his worst games are pretty good for a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, but still they've been some of his worst games. And I think that is is super entwined with um, the offensive line. Um, Cause I think the offensive line has been at its worst um, the last two or three, maybe four games. And they've got to figure something out with that. Um, you know, the, the Falcons game in particular, it looked like um, that Mahomes was like kind of fooled by some blitzes and some pressures that, that the Falcons were, were bringing. And I just don't remember that happening with him very often. Um, he is so good against the blitz. That's something we talk about a lot where he knows where the guy's coming from and, and the receiver knows and the receiver just his route accordingly. And, and that's how they beat you. Teams have kind of stopped blitzing the chiefs um, in, in large chunks because of that. And the Falcons may have figured something out. Um, you know, I thought Jeff Schwartz made an interesting point on Twitter about one blitz in particular that the Falcons did. There was just a very unusual look that you don't see. There was no safety over the top, so there was no, there was no tell that a blitz was coming. Um, it's from a, a place in the field that they usually don't blitz from, and he got the pressure. Mahomes almost threw an interception. It was this ball to Watkins. Um, so they, they've got to figure that part of it out. And but you know, it's it's weird because the trend line I think is going the wrong way. Um, it, it's going down, but I think that. Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Mike Cap, like there, there's enough brain power involved in this and enough diligence and, and focus and commitment that, that you'd have to give them the benefit of the doubt to get it figured out. What do you think, Vahe? You know, I, I still don't know how exactly that, that war stat works in baseball, the wins above replacement, but I think it, <laughs> if, if you could apply that to the Chiefs, I think that Patrick Mahomes would would have a very high rating. I, I don't I don't know what 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 you, you'd assign that, and I think that that that's what comes to mind, right? I, how much better uh, we've seen some what I could still consider aberrations. Now maybe the Falcons are onto something. We've seen some rough moments. We've we've had a couple games where we've had to go out of our way to call him human, um, but still he stands in a in a place above above a lot that we've ever seen, but certainly um, a, a lot of the landscape now. And I, I just fully expect that that's going to be meaningful in the, in the postseason again, too. Uh, he may not get the MVP. That seems like he won't, but he, he still may get the Super Bowl MVP again. Um, and I, I think to your point, uh, both your points, you think about the diligence that goes into this and, and the, the brilliance really of, of people like Andy Reid. Um, and, and and the wavelength he's on with Patrick, I, I think they'll they'll figure out what to do to compensate for how how uh, the line has struggled in, in this patchwork time. Paul Eccles makes a good point. Uh, you know, basically, he's saying the the best stat of Mahomes in twenty twenty is fourteen victories. Now, that's not many quarterbacks in NFL history have have won fourteen regular season games in a year. That's a that's that's a really good point. Um, so, uh, and, and Sam, just to cut one, one point that you brought up earlier that I wanted to be sure, you're, you're pretty convinced that we've seen the last of Mitchell Schwartz for, for the season. Is that right? Unmute, unmute uh, Sam. Apologies. Um, what, what I've been told is uh, there's a chance uh, 
Um, but it just, it sure doesn't sound like it's much of a chance and they're not counting on him is the way that it was put to me, not counting on him for the postseason, which made it. And I heard something subsequently after I tweeted that out that, that made me think it's, it's uh, if there is a chance, it's pretty small. Okay. So if we do see him, it could be in a Willis Reed situation, huh? It's, uh... <laughs> right. right. And, and I, you, you really can't, I mean, he's just one player, one out of 11, right. Um, on the offense, but he is their best offensive lineman. And um, it's just, it's a, it's kind of a weird deal because I think one of the going into the Buffalo game, um, which is the last time he played, I think one of the defining characteristics of his career is uh, reliability that he just, he yeah. answered the bell. He had the, what was it, like an 8,000 snap streak or whatever that, that was ended with one missed snap in the Tennessee game last year. Um, and, you know, but got a bad back um, when your job is to keep these freak show pass rushers away from, away from the quarterback. It's just, just, it's hard not to wonder where his career goes, honestly. Um, you know, if they don't get that fixed. Okay, I mentioned the AFC playoff picture a little while ago. Um, I think this is right. Please, Herbie or, or Sam McDowell, correct me if I'm wrong, that um, the, the Colts are the team that doesn't control – everybody else that's uh, that's in the playoff picture right now st- stays in with a victory. The Colts are out – I think the Colts are outside. They, yeah. they need help to get in. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. The other thing I don't know – I, I should, certainly should have studied this is, in, of course, in – in, in the six-team conference bracket previous years, the, the one and the two seeds that had the buys, um, the, after the wild card weekend, the one would get the lowest remaining seed or the worst remaining seed. Is it a pure bracket this time? Does the one automatically play the four or five and, uh, on, on, one, on the top side of the bracket? No, they, they still get the worst team. Okay, they still get the worst seed. Thank you for clearing that up. I, I didn't know that. So. Um, Listen, we'll we'll spend more time next week, or maybe even after Sunday's game, talking about the the, the playoff bracket. We'll know it certainly. We'll know the AFC that night by, by the time we talk, because the last game of the day is the NFC uh, East game, right? Washington, Philadelphia. So AFC will be set. All right, let's let's end it on this. Is there anybody besides me that believes the Chargers are going to win the game on Sunday? I, th- I think the I- Chargers will win. Yeah, I think they probably can. I assume yeah, they'll, I like they'll play their guys, right? I mean, I know it's irrelevant to them as well. Um, again, other than pride and, and all that stuff, and I'm saying, not saying pride doesn't matter. <laughs> Should write a book. Come on! <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Nothing. That was uh, good. But, yeah, if I was – I don't know what the line is. I don't even know if there would be a line, um, you know, on a game like this. Sam? Char- Chargers are favored by a field goal. Okay. There you go. There you go. The six and nine Chargers are favored by a field goal over the fourteen to one Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I will say one note on the Chargers. I like the quarterback a lot. I think this is a guy we're going to be seeing for the next decade playing against the Chiefs, and yeah. I, I like him a lot. And so, Blair, so we're, we're going to always be able to say we saw his NFL debut after what the Chargers trainer broke uh, Tyrod's ribs. <laughs> yes. God, what a thing. <laughs> And then he went out, went out the for 300 yards. How, how did the Chargers not know that this was their starting quarterback until the trainer punctured Tyrod Taylor's <laughs> lung? Like, how was this yeah. not obvious to 
in practice. And I know they didn't have training camp at the same manner, but, but God, this guy had to be so obviously their best quarterback. Well, maybe they were looking at the, the chief's model and hoping he could be a uh, mentored for a year before you sprung him on the world. I don't know. I'd probably rather be mentored by Alex Smith with, <laughs> with the career he was having currently with the chiefs than the new guy for, for the chargers. But I don't know. And Blair, you brought up an interesting point, and not not to go too deep into this, but I'm, I'm wondering what the Chargers do with Anthony Lynn, and if this game is relevant for that purpose for them. If there's anything to play for for them, maybe it's that. You end the season on a four-game win streak with a new quarterback, and maybe it's harder to get rid of the guy. Listen, we, Anthony, Anthony Lynn has, has the opportunity to join Bill Belichick as the only coach to beat a Patrick Mahomes team a second time, right? The uh, um, that, that, that's what he'll lead with in his exit interview. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, I, I don't think they're playing for Anthony Lynn's job. I, I think his, I think that ship has sailed. Um, but, uh, a couple things, I believe I, I'm anybody who saw Tyrod Taylor play against the chiefs in previous years believes that I don't know if they made the wrong call at the beginning of the season. Obviously the, the season that Herbert's having has, has been great, but I, I was a Tyrod Taylor fan going into the year. I thought he could help this Chargers do, do help with the transition to the new quarterback, right? Um, uh, maybe a, a situation similar to Miami with Fitzpatrick and Tua, but I, I, I don't know. I think the Chargers do have plenty to play for here. I think it's a statement. They come into Arrowhead Stadium trying to make a statement that they're, you know, they're the team that needs to. They're the top challenger to the Chiefs in the division uh, upcoming and. I, I totally agree with you, Sam Mack, on the, the the quarterback. I think when you look at the other quarterbacks in the division right now, who's better set up for the future uh, and a future run than at that position than than the LA Chargers? I I take yeah. their quarterback situation over the Raiders and the Broncos right now. For sure, for sure. This is all making me nostalgic for being not just you know at the games, but down in the catacombs. I I think the last time the 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 Chargers had a coach's uh, job on the line. It was it was our last time in San Diego for a game. And, and after the game, the, the Chiefs won, and somebody passed the coach in the hallway right after he got fired, just, just said hi to him. Uh, I can't even remember who that was. Uh, so I, it makes me wish we could be downstairs to see the nitty-gritty. Mike, Mike McCoy was the coach who just got, just got fired after the game, right? Like of all the reasons to want to be at the game, though, it's just to say, "Hey, buddy, to Anthony went after he gets fired." I just wanted because we want to take the reader where they don't get to go. Uh, all right, uh, Stefan, you were absolutely right. The, the 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 objective of the season was to run it back. Um, uh, they're they're doing what they need to do. Totally agree and. And for, for Brian, for, for Ron, for Paul, we're going to get into more about the, the teams that, uh, the, the, that should you know, scare the Chiefs the most in the playoffs uh, the next time we get together, which will be Sunday after the game. Uh, three, remember, 325 kick at Arrowhead. The game's on Fox, not on CBS, even though it's two AFC teams playing. Sometimes I, I don't know how that works, but it's on Fox. And... Um, and, and we'll we'll end it here. So let me I'll say goodbye to Sam Vahe, Sam and Herbie. Herbie, good to see you again. We got you. Uh, <laughs> good to get your voice in uh, after uh, after that little snafu at the beginning. So uh, always good to see you again, Herb. And uh, and thank you, 
Uh, audience, can't do it without your questions. Really appreciate that. And we'll talk to you again on Sunday evening. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff and everyone who has helped make this show happen today, this week, this year. Folks like Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Todd Feeback, Randy Mason, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Big tip of the cap to our Chiefs coverage team, beat writers Herbie Teope and Sam McDowell, columnist Sam Alliger and Vahe Gregorian for talking Chiefs all year long. Their stories can be found in the show notes and, of course, on KansasCity.com. Hey, we've got another deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That is KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. Want more than just sports coverage? I know I do. Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage that comes with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of the offers, send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. So whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening. We'll be off on Friday for New Year's Day, but we'll return Monday with our breakdown of the Chiefs-Chargers game and a look ahead to the postseason. Please join us then, and have a happy new year. Happy New Year.